top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. A research expert from the University of the Philippines said he says no, he sees no need for local government units in Metro Manila to close their borders nor impose a hard lockdown during the holidays. Dr. Guido David, a member of the UP Octa Research, said he would not recommend a hard lockdown in Metro Manila because the situation in the national, national capital region is actually at the best it has been for three months since early August. David said the UP Octa Research team also sees the total number of cases by end of December to hit the lower end of their projection, which is at 470,000 to 480,000. Meanwhile, David echoed the government's strategies for the holidays to avoid a further spread of the virus. The expert urged the public to limit their gathering to 10 people as much as possible. David said they also don't advocate video okay at home. Four local government units were marked as high-risk areas for COVID-19 infections due to a high number of average new cases recorded in the past week. In its latest monitoring report, the Okta research team identified Makati City, Mangkayan Town and Baguio City in Benguet, and Davao City as high-risk areas because of high daily case loads and attack rate and an alarming hospital occupancy in their communities. Based on Okta's report, Davao City is still the top LGU with the most number of new cases per day with 107 from December 1 to 7 and a high attack rate of 5.5% in the past two weeks. In Makati City, the daily attack rate is also slightly high at 5.6%, with an alarming hospital occupancy rate, which was at 80%, way above the critical threshold of 70%, as established by the Department of Health. Meanwhile, average daily new cases in Baguio City and Mangkayan significantly increased in the past week. Cases in the City of Pines doubled from 16 from November 24 to 30, to 32 from December 1 to 7. This was also noted in the municipality of Mangkayan where new cases per day climbed from 9 to 21 during the same period. The town also has a relatively higher attack rate of 40.7% and a critical hospital occupancy rate at 100%. The latest Okta report showed that the Philippines had a decrease in the number of new cases per day which dropped from 1,574 from November 24 to 30 to 1,396 from December 1 to 7. The country's reproduction number also slightly reduced from 0.92 to 0.91, still below the critical level of 1, which means local transmissions are being controlled.
However, despite the declining figures at the national level, Okta noted that cases are more spread out throughout the country, particularly in the provinces of Davao del Sur, Benguet, Isabela, Cagayan, Ilocos Norte, Pangasinan, Leyte, and Bataan. Malacanang expressed confidence that President Rodrigo Duterte would still be able to fulfill his promise of a drug-free Philippines before he steps down in 2022. Presidential spokesperson Harry Roque made a statement after Dangerous Drugs Board Chairman Catalino Cui said achieving a drug-free Philippines by 2022 is no longer a realistic goal. Roque said Duterte's promise is still attainable with the cooperation of local government units, noting that 20,538 out of 42,045 barangays in the country are already drug-free. Duterte's campaign promise was to end the drug menace in six months, a timeline that he later on extended until the end of his term. Last week, Duterte urged law enforcement forces to stay vigilant as the war on drugs continues despite the coronavirus disease pandemic. Duterte made this call as he led the destruction of 7.51 billion pesos worth of illegal drugs in Trece Martires City in Cavite. He emphasized the need to remain steadfast in the campaign, not only by intensifying operations against drug trafficking, but also by reforming the criminal justice system and addressing the root cause of drug abuse and dependency. The Bureau of Internal Revenue has banned the sale of vapor or heated cigarettes to customers who are below 21 years of age. BIR Commissioner Cesar Dulay said that the offending business establishment will be closed and the owner sent to jail for up to four years pursuant to Section 144 of the tax code. The violator is also liable to face a maximum fine of 100,000 pesos. The BIR chief issued the warning when he signed Revenue Memorandum Circular 128-2020. The circular implemented the joint memorandum agreement of the Department of Finance, Department of Health, the Department of Budget and Management, the Philippine Health Insurance Corporation, and the BIR on the distribution and sale of these cigarette products. Heated cigarettes referred to electronic nicotine or non-nicotine delivery systems of liquid solution or gel with users inhaling the tobacco vapor. The memorandum also required importers, manufacturers, and distributors of these items to present to the BIR the exact replicas of the container or wrapper of the products with the affixture of the graphic health warning. Manufacturers and distributors are not allowed to add flavors to the products except the natural tobacco taste. The regulations also stated that if the offender is an alien, he will be immediately deported after serving the jail sentence. In Metro News, San Juan City allows 50 million pesos for purchase of COVID-19 vaccine. Manila grants amnesty for traffic violation penalties and surcharges. And Quezon City waives business tax penalties until March 2021 and extends tax payment deadline. More in this report. 
San Juan City has allocated 50 million for the procurement of vaccines against COVID-19. The City Council recently passed Ordinance Number 75, Series of 2020, appropriating the funds for the procurement of COVID-19 vaccines and other related activities. However, the measure was not unanimously approved by the City Council as two councillors, Hanna Ejercito and Francesco Paul Velasco, opposed the passing of the ordinance. The ordinance has been approved by the City Council on October 5. During that time, the vaccines developed by various pharmaceutical companies worldwide we're still under the final stages of clinical trials. The Manila City Government granted amnesties to traffic violations. Manila Mayor Francisco Escomorano Dumagoso signed Ordinance No. 8699, authorizing the granting of amnesty for traffic violations and surcharges of all constituents of Manila and others whose licenses are confiscated by the Manila Traffic and Parking Bureau or MTPB or any commissioned officer authorized by the City of Manila. The ordinance will also cover all delinquent holders of ordinance violation receipts or those with accumulated penalties interests and surcharges, thus the said fees shall be waived. The amnesties may be availed 90 days from the ordinance's effective date. All tax penalties in Quezon City are waived until March 2021 after the local government passed an ordinance relinquishing the surcharges, penalties, and interest incurred for late or non-payment of business taxes starting the second quarter of 2020. Aside from that, business owners who have already paid surcharges and interest for their delayed payment during the second and third quarter of 2020 will also be given tax credit. According to under ordinance number SP-2982, it will be then applied as their payment for 2021 tax obligations. Meanwhile, ordinance number SP-2981 has also been passed to extend the deadline for payment of business taxes, fees, and charges from January 20 to April 20, 2021 without penalty, surcharge, or interests. And here are the top news in other parts of the country. 139 sea turtle eggs secured in Pagudpud. Cop killed and a detainee wounded in NPA ambush. And Philippine Red Cross opens first molecular lab in Surigao del Norte. More from this report. At least 139 sea turtle eggs were relocated on Thursday from the shoreline of Saud Pagudpud in Ilocos Norte to a Pawican hatchery to keep them safe during high tide and protected from predators. A team from the Pagudpud Pawican Conservation Group, which is composed of public and private stakeholders, patrols the Pagudpud shoreline, which is a favorite nesting ground of marine turtles. Local officials said at least three types of sea turtles are often spotted in the Ilocos shoreline, the olive ridley, hawksbill, and green sea turtles. The turtle eggs are expected to hatch in the second or third week of January next year after a female green sea turtle was spotted in the area last November 24. A police officer was killed while a detainee was critically wounded when suspected members of the New People's Army ambushed a patrol car in Marabut Samar past noon on Thursday, December 10. The victims were identified as Police Corporal Earl Hembra and detainee Nestor Lumagpas Jr., who was initially reported to also have been killed in the attack. The victims were heading back to the police station after a court appearance in Basi Town when they were waylaid by several gunmen in Loguero Village at about 12.56 p.m. Some areas in Basi and Marabut have been identified by the government as a priority for its counterinsurgency campaign due to sightings of some members of the communist terrorist group. The Philippine Red Cross opened its molecular laboratory in Surigal del Norte on Thursday, December 10 after passing the proficiency test. 
the newly built molecular laboratory which will serve the entire northeastern Mindanao or Caraga region and its nearby province is equipped with two PCR machines and one RNA extractor that can process up to 2,000 tests for the coronavirus disease per day. The Philippine Red Cross is also set to open a new molecular laboratory in Pasi, Iloilo to further boost the province's testing capacity for COVID-19. And now in world news, U.S. Expert Committee recommends Pfizer COVID vaccine approval. France to impose virus curfew after lockdown, including New Year's Eve. And Israel unveils parts of Herod's palace, buried by Judean king. Let's watch this report. An expert committee convened by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration voted heavily in favor of recommending the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for emergency use approval on Thursday. The final voting tally was 17 in favor, 4 against 1 abstention. The vote by the independent experts and researchers, including infectious disease specialists, biostaticians, and other scientists, isn't binding but the FDA is expected to follow the recommendation within the coming days. Britain, Canada, Bahrain, and Saudi Arabia have already approved the vaccine, the first in the world to complete their large-scale phase 3 clinical trial. Russian and Chinese vaccines are already being administered on a large scale, but without having completed comparable clinical trials. The French government said Thursday it would lift a six-week-long coronavirus lockdown as expected on Tuesday but impose a curfew from 8 p.m., including on New Year's Eve as the number of infections creeps up again. Prime Minister Jean Cassex ended days of speculation over the year and holidays by confirming that families would be allowed to travel to celebrate Christmas together. But in a severe blow for the cultural sector, he said that museums, theaters, and cinemas, which had been hoping to try to recoup some of their losses over the holidays, would remain closed for an extra three weeks as will football stadiums. The total death toll in France since the beginning of the pandemic stands over 55,000. Israeli authorities are set to unveil previously off-limits structure within King Herod's palace fortress Herodium, which the tyrannical Roman-era leader in turn has his enormous burial plot. Herodium, a hugely popular tourism destination, is near Bethlehem, in the occupied West Banks but falls in the area where Israel exercises full military and civilian control. Archaeologists say Herod decided towards the end of his life to bury his palace using ground from below the hill it was perched upon until the outline of the structure was no longer visible. Israel's Nature and Parks Authority plans to open a revamp site on Sunday, allowing visitors to see for the first time the Herodium's arched stairway, foyer, and private theater. In entertainment, Korean boy group BTS has been named Entertainer of the Year by Time Magazine. According to Time Magazine, BTS isn't just the biggest K-pop act on the charts, but they've become the biggest band in the world. Between releasing multiple albums, breaking every type of record, and appearing in these extemporaneous live streams in 2020, BTS ascended to the zenith of pop stardom and they did it in one year defined by setbacks one in which the world hit pause and everyone struggled to maintain their connections apart from time magazine's entertainment of the year bts has also received accolades this year from the grammys billboard music the ams and many more in sports 
with no less than its tennis stars expressing their concern. The Philippine Tennis Association, or FILTA, is now compelled to reveal the real score regarding the reported two-year suspension slapped on them by the International Tennis Federation. Tennis icons treat Yui and Johnny Arcelia voiced out their concern after learning that Filta was given a two-year suspension by the ITF for continuing to snub deadlines on the submission of repertorial requirements, which should include plans for amending the Constitution to increase memberships. Yui, though, wants to see some positive action to happen and is hoping that Filta would make its move to avert any possible inactivity on the part of national team members. The veteran Arcelia, meanwhile, said it is imperative for Filta to institute reforms to produce more tennis champions in the near future. ITF President David Haggerty noted that the association is made up of an exclusive membership base which does not qualify FILTA to be a national sporting federation. The events that transpired also prompted Haggerty to ask from FILTA their plan of action in their diversifying its membership so that an election may take place. Haggerty also noted that NSAs must have or must be comprised of regional representatives of various sports associations, which should be presided over by the sporting clubs themselves. The Philippine tennis community, especially the national athletes, are awaiting for Filta to start acting on the issue. And those are the news on Web Today, December 11, 2020. It's 14 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. Or you may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link in this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. And I am Barbie Atienza for Manel Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.